Hello everyone and welcome to a new episode of Mandate. This is a special series on the elections in West Bengal, Assam, Tamil Nadu, Kerala and Puducherry. I'm your host Nivedita. As you very well know, the last ballot has been cast and the results are just 2 days away. Associate editor Poonima Joshi and I take a look at the exit polls in this election and see what it means for each party. Welcome to the show Poonima. Hello. Hello everyone. The first state I want to talk to you about is Tamil Nadu. All the exit polls say that the DMK which is led by MK Stalin is going to win the state. What does this mean for the party and uh, what does it mean for Tamil Nadu? So Tamil Nadu is a very special case actually uh, Nivedita. There are two aspects here that I would like to talk about. One is the uh, the sort of uh, exceptionalism uh, of Tamil Nadu in terms of policy. uh and uh, change of government and elections and the second is the is the national impact of it which is there for for uh, for the entire opposition as it were so uh regarding the first aspect uh the one thing that is very special about tamil nadu is uh, uh which is why the state has seen this uh, uh this uh, very impressive industrial growth uh and uh, also uh uh welfareism which is um, next to only kerala uh they have set up systems uh in, in health in their level of uh, universal Im- immunization is uh, is fairly high uh the maternal mortality uh, infant mortality indices are very high uh and uh, in terms of industrial growth uh as opposed to its neighbor kerala uh which is not doing so well uh tamil nadu has done ex- exceptionally well which is um which is explained by a certain kind of uh uh policy equilibrium that exists in in tamil nadu so un- so while they are uh, they are uh, political rivals the dmk and the aia dmk both stem from the same almost similar ideological stream uh, uh which explains their attitude towards welfare and the role of the state etc also um uh, in terms of uh, their uh, their attitude vis-a-vis the industry uh, that also i mean you could you could you could uh, look at it in terms of the of the kind of money that flows in the elections and th- that you could that could that you could attribute uh, uh, to this the certain level of rent collection that happens at a very high level but uh, uh whatever the reasons for that are there is a sort of a, a policy equilibrium in in tamil nadu which uh, you know regardless of which party is in power there is no uh, uh, they don't renege on the commitments and the contracts uh, done by the previous government whether it is aia dmk or dmk with the industry in particular so uh, that explains a certain kind of um, sobriety and uh, continuity in policy which uh, which is soothing for the industry it's comforting it's also uh, uh, ensures uh, a certain kind of predictability about the uh, about the state uh, which combines with the with the with very good labor relations that the state has been able to maintain uh, there so uh, so while a lot of states may promise that tamil nadu has actually delivered on the front of uh, of industrial growth which is coupled with good re- labor relations 
uh, and uh, both these parties have somehow been able to manage that for the last 20 or so years. So uh, in terms of policy or uh, uh, or the role of the state uh, in giving out, uh, in, in ensuring a certain kind of welfareism uh, for the people, uh, there you don't see much change in Tamil Nadu. So, uh, so if uh, if DMK sweeps to power, that doesn't mean that the that the initiatives of the previous governments are going to be reversed, or the kind of uh, 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 you know eccentricity eccentricity and schizophrenia that you've seen other states where you know so much partisan scenes in seeing the the AIA DMK is dis disintegrating obviously. Uh, although they, the the chief minister has has done very well in in terms of his handling of uh, COVID or or uh, uh, even maintaining a certain level of governance system there after Jalalita um, passed away. Yeah, so they don't have a big leader uh, who kept it together. Whereas uh, the DMK, uh, it has kept its cadre base uh, base intact. It has also kept its uh, its local level block level units intact. And uh, uh, Stalin has more or less emerged as the supreme leader of the party. So, uh, in terms of uh, of uh, of its political stature in Tamil Nadu, DMK is uh, has uh, its prospects are really good. Uh, not just because it's, it's a party in governance, but also the opposition is sort of dwindling. Uh, in the in the in the absence of a big leader like uh, like Jayalalitha, uh, which is also the reason why the BJP is is eyeing Tamil Nadu as a as a uh, you know as a state where there is a vacuum just like West Bengal, for instance, is the next front. And uh, they have aligned, you know, they will kind of parasite on the structure of the AIA-DMK and then fill this. As it is, you know, uh, BJP has started to emerge in, 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 the, uh, in, the, in the consciousness of Tamil Nadu, if not in reality, uh, you know, with PM addressing uh, rallies there in, in terms of, you know, making their presence felt and ideological uh, sort of assertions there. It is interesting because Stalin in all of his campaign speeches are like uh, the BJP is coming, do not vote them in because they will come in and they will take over. Yeah. And uh, it's interesting because the BJP doesn't even have a strong footing here. They're like the third or fourth important player. There is a, like I said, Tamil Nadu has a certain kind of political discourse and exceptionalism, even in terms of progressive politics, which comes out of a very strong Dravidian movement. Its culture is it's, it's kind of literature. It's uh, it's very very anti upper caste uh, sort of uh, moorings. If if you remember uh, the 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 language policy uh, was a very very uh, uh, strong uh, issue that Stalin and and even AIMK raised. So there is always this fear of the of the northern sort of uh, cow belt parties um, uh, asserting their ideological and cultural uh, uh, moorings in in Tamil Nadu. And the and the state reacts badly to that. So, which is why even if the BJP was not present uh, in in reality, Stalin made it a point to to mention them uh, because it it helps Stalin. Uh, not not in in real BJP was not there in any real terms, uh, you know. Uh, but uh, they are there as an idea, and the state as an idea. Uh, uh, clearly, if DMK is winning so handsomely. Uh, obviously, there are other factors, a uh, lot of other factors responsible for it. But, but you know, the regional versus the versus the central is very much the, 
the narrative uh, uh, there. But the BJP will nevertheless try. It has expansionist designs in, in for all of India, especially the southern parts. Um, and um, like in Bengal, uh, where the opposition has sort of collapsed, BJP has filled in into the vacuum there. And that's exactly what the exit poll shows too. They all say that the BJP has had a phenomenal rise and the left and the Congress are decimated. In most polls show that they get only zero, like zero or two, zero to 20 votes. That's very poor. The space that was created by the left's collapse in Bengal has been filled in by the BJP. So even if they don't manage to win this election, I think it's a very impressive uh, uh, performance from the 34 seats that they've got in 2016. BJP, if the polls are showing them to be anywhere between 100 to 160, I mean, that's a huge uh, uh, sort of uh, range. Yeah, so you need 147 to, to, uh, for the majority in, uh, in Bengal. So, uh, so uh, there's a, there is a wide gap uh, there and uh, they are predicting a tough fight. Uh, although there is a kind of a difference and it's a mixed bag so far as the exit polls are concerned for Bengal. Uh, some polls are predicting a clear sweep for, for Mamta Banerjee. Some polls are project, predicting a sort of a hung assembly. Some predicting... Uh, a couple of them predicting a clear majority for the BJP. But uh, be that as it may, uh, the, the situation is that the BJP has come out very strongly. The left and the Congress have not done well. Uh, and uh, uh, nobody's giving them more than uh, 20 seats. Uh, yeah, so, uh, so what I'm saying is that uh, BJP uh, saw a, a vacuum in Bengal where like till the decade uh, ago, they were a joke and nobody gave, take, took them seriously. They have come and filled in a space, which is quite impressive. I want to talk a little bit about Kerala now. Hmm. Um, in that state, all exit polls say that the LDF is winning. What has the Chief Minister P. Vijayan done to ensure that he wins? Or is it because the Congress, which is the opposition there, is collapsing that Vijayan is winning? Not really. I mean, I think Congress did, uh, the only state where the Congress did very well in the Lok Sabha elections was Kerala. Uh, Rahul Gandhi, unlike the rest of the country, he's quite popular in Kerala. Uh, but I think, uh, uh, actually, you know, I, I, uh, I should have mentioned that point in, even in, in, in the context of Tavaladu, is that a DNK victory and the left come back in, a very strong left come back in Kerala, uh, means uh, means at the national level, its interpretation at the national level is uh, is definitely a, a, a strong uh, resurgence of uh, of the left back uh, backed kind of alliance at the central level. Uh, you know, so the left's uh, numerical strength on the ground is not really uh, an indication of their overall uh, sort of uh, presence in the national discourse. So. Uh, Left is, is, one is left, which is the party left, which is the TPM, uh, which if Pinarai is coming back in Kerala, and he's coming back, make no mistake about it. It's not because the Congress is not doing well or Congress is weak in Kerala. They're very much there. He's coming back because of uh, their uh, handling of uh, the floods, of, uh, uh, of, the, uh, of, the, uh, of the various health crises especially in their handling of COVID. Even if the cases are surging, 
Kerala uh, ha, is is an example of what the the a good public health systems can system can do uh, in 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 uh, in the time of the pandemic. So if you compare it to a state like uh, state like Delhi or even uh, get UP, which is incomparable uh, actually, uh, but Kerala is. Uh, they, you don't see any crisis of oxygen cylinders. You don't see hospitals uh, being overcrowded. You don't see queues outside. You don't see people gasping for breath and unnecessary deaths uh, because of what of uh, uh, of, health, uh, of your access to healthcare. They have a uh, they have a very admirable health minister, um, KK Shalaja, and uh, so it's their uh, it's their performance really. Uh, which uh, Kerala is a is a is a very uh, politically aware state, and uh, if they're voting for the first time, you will see in many decades the same party being repeated uh, in the state, and that is not that is not because the Congress is weak in Kerala. I wouldn't say that. Uh, that is because the left has actually done well, and people have appreciated that. Uh, so Pinarayi's comeback in Kerala has significance not only for the morale of the CPM, which is which is sort of just lost even the two states that it used to rule earlier, Tripura and uh, Bengal. But in Kerala, it's a, it's a different kind of party system that they have evolved. And uh, uh, they have they have created a whole new young leadership there. If you see their panchayat poll uh, candidates, you know, 20, 21 year old, 22 year old people contested and won. Uh, you know, and uh, in terms of, uh, you know, just the involvement of various co communities, the caste structure, unlike the unlike the Bengal CPM, which is largely a Bhadralok upper caste kind of party with these foreign educated uh, elite uh, being the leadership, whether it's, uh, it's uh, your uh, Jyoti Babu or uh, Bodhadev Bhattacharya or, uh, you know, they're very kind of refined elitist leaders uh, who, who uh, lost their connect with the people in bengal uh, and it have no understanding it had no understanding of the caste system or uh, or the or the nuances and the granular understanding of the state of bengal and uh, uh, completely lost the plot in bengal uh, kerala is not like that they have very rooted leaders like pedarai who is the son of a toddy tapper and uh, at a grassroots worker who's come up the hard way he understands ground realities and he's a very uh, kind of sober uh, leader. So if he, the one to beat, has Vijayan cemented his position as a strong man in the state's politics? Yeah, sure. I mean, he's, uh, he's of course, the, there is the age factor. He hasn't, his health is not, uh, not all that well uh, also. But uh, in terms of his leadership, no question about it. Pinarai is the tallest leader in Kerala right now. Uh, and supported by others, uh, you know, they have uh, they have a good cabinet. They have a very good health minister who is like an internationally regarded figure. So I would say the CPM CPM's done fairly well in Kerala, and it would reflect in their uh, their sort of performance at the national level. And then there is the there is the other kind of left uh, uh, left mindset, or or say uh, uh, a kind of an idea. Like I said, the BJP is actually functioning as a party as also an idea in, in Tamil Nadu uh, at the moment. Left similarly is an idea. Uh, you know, it is as opposed to the BJP, it is 
it is a party that functions on ideas, ideology, and cadre. Uh, and if you see uh, other strains that are uh, that are inciting conversations politically in India, uh, uh, the farmers' movement, for instance, and uh, uh, most of their leaders come from the left street. They may not be part of the CPM, but the All India Kisan Sabha, which is the which is the farmers' wing of the of the CPM, is fairly active there. Politics is a lot about ideas, emotions, conversations, popular perceptions. And within that, the position of the left would get a further boost uh, after this, this sort of election. Uh, and at the national level, actually, if you look at it, uh, uh, you know, the, 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 the BJP, uh, it seems to be winning Assam. It's a closely fought election in, a, in Assam, but most of the uh, exit polls seem to predict a BJP victory in Assam. Uh, and they do well in Bengal. But uh, if the opposition, which is uh, Trinamool Congress, uh, DMK and the left, they managed to corner three big states, Bengal and Kerala and Tamil Nadu, uh, then it becomes a, 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 a sort of a... a a loose opposition alliance, uh, which is raising issues like the farm laws, the labor laws, the uh, the, uh, the economic crisis that is uh, uh, that is emerging out of uh, COVID and lockdown and the and the slowdown in the economy, handling of the COVID COVID uh, pandemic, all of it, it becomes even more vociferous. And uh, it uh, BJP, if it even if it is winning in Assam, in Assam and having done well in in Bengal, it will still become a little. It'll be a step back for the BJP nationally. That's a very interesting take, Purnima, because I was thinking that the BJP did well in West Bengal and in Assam. That is, if the exit polls are right, despite how they handled or rather mishandled the pandemic, especially in the second wave. What I'm trying to say is that there, there is a resurgence of the opposition discourse. So even if the BJP is winning Assam and it is doing well in Bengal and it's probably doing well in, in uh, Pondicherry, even then the BJP is on the back foot. A, on the on its handling of, the, of COVID, the government is already on the back foot, whether it's the vaccination policy, whether it is management of the healthcare infrastructure, whether it is it is the general sort of mismanagement that is happening in terms of uh, oxygen supply and essential medicines like remdesivir disappearing from the market. Whether it is the high court or the media or anybody, they are attacking the central government. Right uh, when the surge was happening, what were these people doing? You know. So uh, I doubt if the kind of triumphalism that that uh, that uh, was supposed to have infused fresh life into the BJP. Uh, after these elections, that would happen, even uh, if they managed to win one in one. Uh, Purnima, I have um, three takeaways from the polls. The first one is that the ruling parties are generally struggling in these elections. Well, not really. I mean, if you look at Assam, the BJP is coming back, if the polls are to be believed. Uh, and uh, in Mamta's case, uh, she's coming down, but uh, the exit polls have not written her off yet. And she may as as well come back, even if it's a, with a reduced majority. And Kerala, the return of uh, Pinarayi Vijayan is, is, uh, is an unprecedented development in the state's context. 
which always throws out the incumbent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the incumbent governments are being voted back to power in this election, except in Tamil Nadu, where it was expected after Jayalalitha's uh, demise and uh, a lot of factionalism within AIA, DMK, uh, you know, uh, you had uh, Shashikala doing her own uh, brand of politics, her nephew doing his own brand of politics. Uh, there were fights between the chief minister and the deputy chief minister. All of that was paved uh, uh, over, uh, you know, by the by the BJP, which wanted all factions of AIDMK to come together and fight the elections together. Uh, so uh, I think there are a whole lot of other factors in Tamil Nadu. Uh, rather than the people's anger against uh, AIA DMK per se, you know. Uh, uh, Poonima, my second takeaway is that uh, national parties need regional leaders to do well in the elections. In Assam, the BJP had two important leaders, the C Chief Minister Sabananda Sonawal and Himanta Bishwa Sarma. In, in uh, Kerala, the CPI has P. Vijayan, but they don't have one in West Bengal. And that could be one of the reasons why they suffered so badly. Yeah, well, um, uh, regional leaders, of course, are important. I mean, one of the reasons for the BJP to, uh, you know, the, one of the, uh, the, the Trinamu's biggest strength is that they have a leader like Uncle Anandri, uh, which uh, who is simply unmatched. Uh, by the BJP, they don't have a regional leader to match Mamata's charisma there. Uh, so she has to be countered by 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 Narendra Modi and Anusha, uh, who arrived there from the center. But whether it's Dilip Ghosh or Shokundas Gupta or uh, whatever have you in, in Bengal, there the BJP's local unit does not have a leader to match Mamata Banerjee's stature, uh, which is which is one of the advantages of Trinamool uh, in in Bengal. And uh, in in uh, Assam too, uh, Himanta Biswa Sarma was was the was the natural successor. He used to be in the Congress earlier. He's originally from the Congress, uh, and of course from uh, from AGP and uh, Asu before that. But uh, he was in the Congress. He was expecting to be Tarun Gogoi's uh, successor, uh, but Tarun Gogoi didn't allow that. The kind of uh, dynastic politics that plays out in the Congress. He his own son, God of Gogoi, which is why Himanta Biswasarma left the Congress and joined the BJP. I mean, that was one of the reasons. And uh, now he has practically, that was a huge loss for the Congress. Uh, because Himanta, I know him, I've met him. He is an extremely hardworking uh, grassroots uh, politician, a, a very keen strategist, a highly intelligent man who uh, who is who has practically delivered the entire northeast to the bjp uh, you know um, it's it uh, these are these are individuals who are also institutions you know and the congress has has made a very very big mistake in losing him uh, uh, you know to the bjp and uh, the congress again doesn't have a leader to match uh, himanta stature in uh, in assam you know and that, that brings me to another uh, story of this election is actually the, uh, the further uh, sort of uh, uh, devastation of the Congress, a diminishing of the Congress. They are not doing well anywhere. Even in Kerala, where Rahul Gandhi is popular, uh, he's not doing well. In Tamil Nadu, they're riding piggyback on DMK. So nobody's going to credit the Congress with anything in Tamil Nadu. 
uh, and in Bengal they have a line with the with the left which was incomprehensible to me actually. Uh, why uh, their local leader Adhiranjan Chaudhary did not listen to other people in his party and align with Mamta Banerjee, which would have helped the Congress immensely, rather than aligning with the with the with the left in uh, in Bengal, because um, uh, Mamta Banerjee and the Gandhis have a good equation, and uh, she was earlier in the Congress, and Congress and the Trinamool Congress to, together would have done would have done well, uh, you know, it would have helped Mamta as well. Uh, you know, especially in areas like Malda and Murshidabad, etc. Uh, an alliance with the Congress would have worked for both the parties and they would have been part of the ruling coalition in uh, in uh, in Bengal. So they made a mistake there and they listened to Adhir Ranjan Chaudhary who, uh, who is uh, not liked in the local party at all uh, for having made this mistake. Some even go to the extent of calling him a BJP agent, uh, you know, there for, uh, you know, for, for, for making this mistake. Uh, you know, so, uh, uh, I mean, I've seen actual hatred for him in the party. Oh, wow. So, uh, the weakening of the Congress is another story of this election. They're not doing well anywhere. That's actually my third takeaway. The Congress is not doing very well by itself anywhere. In Tamil Nadu, they're taking the help of the DMK. Uh, in Kerala, it looks like they're not coming back to power. In West Bengal, they are almost inconsequential, and in Assam also, they didn't do that well. What does this mean for the party, and where does this leave the Gandhis? Yeah, it leaves the Gandhis for the weekend, right? Uh, that uh, Rahul Gandhi campaigned a lot in Kerala and Tamil Nadu, and also in Assam. Uh, but uh, uh, people who have benefited in the opposition are, are, are other parties, not the Congress. And if they don't manage to dent uh, the BJP even in Assam, then it's bad news for the Congress. Thank you, Purnima, for joining us today. Thank you for listening in. We'll be back with another episode of The Mandate next week. Until then, this is Nivedita signing off.